Welcome to Sound Waves at St. Bede's, a weekly podcast of St. Bede's Episcopal Church in Los Angeles, California, a vibrant and inclusive community of faith serving Venice, Playa Vista, Mar Vista, Ocean Park, Santa Monica, and beyond. Each week, Sound Waves features the sermon from last week's Sunday's worship services. In addition, as often as possible, we share selections from the extraordinary St. Bede's music program update our listeners on church news, and convey the stories of our faith as we live out our baptismal covenant. As always, we invite you to worship with us at St. Bede's on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. Additional information and directions to our church campus can be found on our website, stbedesla.org, S-T-B-E-D-E-S-L-A.org. Thank you for listening. May the love of Christ be with you today and always. We are almost there. I can almost see the summit. But on this fourth Sunday in Advent, we have some business still to do. But we are almost there, people of God. I was shocked to learn this week that there are some churches nowadays that actually use this last Sunday in Advent, the Sunday before Christmas, to actually host a Christmas service. Now, I'm not trying to be the liturgical police, but it just doesn't work exactly for this clergy person. But the theory is that people travel from very far, you know, travel very far sometimes to see family and friends. Some people, because of just the situations, it's not going to work for them to come on church. And so now they do on this Sunday something they call Christmas Sunday. I didn't learn about Christmas Sunday 25 years ago in San Mary because it did not exist. Some of you might be disappointed. Some of you might be happy, but I'm here to tell you that we aren't doing Christmas this morning. Not yet, but we are almost there. We have a little bit more climbing to do. This morning's gospel scene before us is a wonderful reminder that Advent invites us into a new way of living. Before the wise men ventured to discover the baby lying in the manger, before the animals gazed into baby Jesus' eyes, before Joseph saw his adoptive son lying there peacefully, before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was born into this world, before the angels told the shepherds of what was to come and what did come. And even before Mary felt the first pains of labor, there was an epic and sacred conversation that deserves our attention. We heard this morning in the gospel, Mary and Elizabeth came together. 
and we are so blessed. We've got to witness what I would call the first superpower summit. Now, I grew up in the 80s, so this resonates with me. I remember in the 80s, growing up around the idea of, you know, the United States and Russia having these superpower summits. However, today's meeting between Elizabeth and Mary was the summit of all summits, bringing together two superpowers that will reshape the world, at least through the lens of the kingdom of God. This was a cosmic conversation, and it had huge implications. It brought together two different generations and two very different experiences. This wasn't a Christmas conversation. This was an Advent conversation. It's an Advent Advent conversation because it is countercultural. It is profoundly countercultural. I don't know how many homes in that time and place would welcome an unmarried, pregnant teenager girl into their home with open arms. It was an Advent conversation because the incarnation had not been revealed yet to the world. Yet, Mary and Elizabeth, and thus all of us, got to get a peek of what is to come, the impending arrival of the good news. It's an Advent conversation because God's awesome power broke through in new and transforming ways. We will eventually fully comprehend how earth-shattering this conversation comes to be. Our Savior was not born to some royal parents, but to meek and humble servants of God. Not born to the sea of power in Jerusalem, but born in the shanty village of Bethlehem. It was a summit overflowing with promise and hope. Yet these two power brokers, Elizabeth and Mary, were some of the most unlikely individuals to behold such power. They came together. They came together to celebrate their pregnancies. What they left upon the world was an indelible mark that forever transformed systems, institution, and the lives of the people of God. Think about it for a moment. Let's look at Mary. Mary, well, first and foremost, was unmarried. In contrast, Mary, uh, in contrast, Elizabeth was married. And she was likely married to something that we would account to being someone who was a rural priest. That's, that's Elizabeth's husband. By all accounts, Elizabeth had a fairly difficult and harsh life. Both Mary and Elizabeth were poor. But 
Elizabeth probably was a little bit better off standing-wise, financially-wise, because of her husband's role in the community. Think about it. One was old, and one was just beginning her teenage years. Elizabeth was senior and beyond age of conceiving a child, yet she was pregnant. Mary's pregnancy was even more miraculous than Elizabeth's pregnancy. Elizabeth suffered greatly. Tremendous shame and guilt because she could not raise a family. It was not, it was only until the latter part of her life that she gave birth to a son who we know as John the Baptist. Mary wasn't even a teenage bride. However, amid all these contrasts between Mary and Elizabeth, their social status connected them, and it unified them. Yet their social status did not define these amazing women. They came together for an extraordinary conversation, a super and holy summit. And in reality, Elizabeth is the perfect person for Mary to seek out and confide within. There's this sacred kinship, blessed by God and commenced by the strength and conviction of these extraordinary women. Their kinship, we see it right at the beginning, the first moment when Elizabeth greets Mary with honor, not shame. Elizabeth opens her arms to Mary. She opens her arms to the Christ child. She opens her arms to God and God's astonishing goodness. Elizabeth opens her house. She opens her heart to Mary. And the news of Mary's pregnancy is welcomed with joy and welcomed with grace. It is an absolutely beautiful scene in Scripture. Elizabeth welcomes, she blesses, and then she celebrates Mary on this day. A wonderful Advent moment. The perfect prelude to Christmas. So what can we draw from this unprecedented summit? What does this Advent summit say to our congregation, our larger church, and Christians throughout the world? I think first and foremost, I believe that this is one of the best, if not best examples in Scripture of God working in the world through the ordinary. By societal standards, Mary and Elizabeth had absolutely no standing for such a monumental role in human history. Yet God gave both these women a starring role in this divine drama. This encounter reveals to us that God can and will work 
within and throughout each and every one of us. Where is God working in and through the ordinariness of your life? Where is God working through you and in you? Even though our stage is not as grand as Elizabeth and Mary's stage, we do have a significant role to play in this divine drama, which still is ongoing. Secondly, I believe that God utilizes these extraordinary women to offer to all of us a glorious glimpse at the future where power is not defined by money and status, but by unconditional love and grace. We witness firsthand Mary's unique pregnancy not being shamed but celebrated. Now let's be honest with ourselves. I don't know how many places of worship nowadays would respond with unconditional love and grace if a 12-year-old girl who's pregnant walked through those doors of the sanctuary. Think about that. How would you react? What would be your initial thoughts? Honestly, I think many of us would embrace her, I hope. But inwardly, I think many of us would question her choices, her lifestyles. Curiosity soon might be replaced with judgment. We'd wonder to ourselves, oh my gosh, how did she become pregnant? Where, who is the dad? Who, oh my gosh, who are these parents? Do they have any control of this child? Do they even know that she's pregnant? None of this drama happens when Mary goes to Elizabeth's house. Mary is welcomed with open arms with no shame and no caveats. Elizabeth offers and Mary embraces a radical, life-giving, and transformative love filled with grace and filled with hope. What can our lives and the world be when we embrace a God whose future, who builds our future upon unconditional love and grace? Nothing is ever the same when we embody a law that is love and a gospel that is peace, and nor should it be. And lastly, what can we take away from this? Mary and Elizabeth are linked together forever. This union is a vital outcome of their meeting. Not only for Mary and Elizabeth, but also for us. God offered to Mary and Elizabeth something that they both needed. Community. They needed community. They needed a sacred connection with someone else who understood something about their journey. 
There was a lot going on in Elizabeth and Mary's lives. Much of it was ordained by God, and they needed each other to experience it, to talk about it, to process it, to be with one another. In each other, they found comfort, they found support, and they found community. Actually, Mary spent three months with Elizabeth following this conversation. Their spiritual connection was deep in knowing that God had ordained both of them with a divine purpose. God calls us to seek out connections. God calls us to seek out community. As we approach the birth of our Savior, as we approach this new year, what sacred connections do you envision and desire for yourself in the coming year? What connections? The journalist Conrad Black once wrote this, summit meetings were historical and dramatic occasions when leaders who controlled the destiny of much of the world met to change the world. When Mary and Elizabeth met, they were not quote-unquote leaders in the eyes of their peers or community members. They controlled very little, if anything. However, when Mary and Elizabeth met, the world changed. The world changed. The advent of our Lord had begun, and soon the world would know what brought Elizabeth and Mary together. The Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem, and the destiny of the world would soon be turned upside down. The world would be forever changed by these two women coming together. We have finally arrived. We have finally arrived. The question is, is this the summit or merely the beginning of our journey? Amen. Thank you for listening to Soundwaves at St. Bede's. If you want to learn more about St. Bede's, we invite you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at St. Bede's LA. If you like Soundwaves, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes. Our worship services on Sunday are at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are welcome at St. Bede's. Additional information and directions to our church campus can be found on our website, stbedesla.org, S-T-B-E-D-E-S-L-A.org. Thank you again for listening, and may you be blessed this day and every day by God's unconditional love and eternal grace.